red five. I'm going in. Stay in attack formation. Hello and welcome to another episode of Trench Run Report. Um, this is a very this is a special segment that we like to call uh, Andor Files, where we take a look at the show uh, Disney Plus show uh, Andor. I'm your host Justin Gray, and here with me is Aaron Russo standing by, David Brooklinger standing by, John McKinley standing by, and uh, wow, uh, I, all I can say is uh, I this episode. Actually blew me away. Like, <laughs> like I, I am visually stunned, story-wise stunned, and yeah. Um, let's dive in. So, um, uh, we'll, we'll start with uh, Sean. What, what, what were your thoughts about this episode? I mean, mm. like, what, where, where, do, where do you even start? Yeah. No, I loved it. I think I love this like three episode setup that they do, where they like establish characters. They they develop the tension or develop the the plot and they keep you hanging in episode two of the arc and then they pay off in three. So we saw like a smaller scale version of that in the first three and then they're raising the scope and raising the stakes in this one. And if they keep repeating it, it's just going to keep crescendoing over and over. Um, and if they keep it going through season two, it's just going to like reach this fever pitch before Rogue One, which is the ultimate stakes, which is the Death Star plans, right? Um, I just think yeah it's really really good really well done I love the um, I love that we don't have stormtroopers yet and it makes me really excited for when they do bring in stormtroopers like now they have the attention of the Empire right the ISB is like working overtime to like shore up security like do everything this got everyone's attention and made the news right that's what you see at the end is it's like hit the news is like everyone is seeing that this kind of thing can happen right like I'm, so, it's actually surprising that it's like made the news and that the government hasn't been able to like keep it out of the news, right? Like, you know, he's like, oh, big rebel attack in the news. Like, would they would they say like rebels attacked the garrison, right? <laughs> like somehow like the story is out, um, and yeah, just the the eye um, storm was everything I was hoping it would be. Like, yeah, we can see that on IMAX. I, I want, yeah, I <laughs> yeah. wish I could see this on the big screen. Like, I want some of these shots as like a screensaver, especially the one with the Tie Fighter. Like the guy getting in the tie fighter, oh. and like in the background, this oh, she's so good. Um, and the, yeah, like we, I love how they gave us like enough of the plan so we could understand what was gonna happen somewhat, but like not every detail. So we weren't sure like what was and wasn't going according to plan, except when it became obvious that things weren't like starting. To, things were starting to fall through rails. They were behind schedule a little bit. Um, you know, Vel was like she had the tension of the leader she's had this tension of leadership this whole time and then, like when it came down to like go or don't go like are we she committing or not close. she was like for a second like okay like i'm committing these people's lives to this thing right mm-hmm. and i think gorn bit it yeah yeah right? got early shot. and then the other guy the stormtrooper um who we found out was a stormtrooper he bit it mm-hmm. there um yeah and then nemec mm-hmm. got gorn is the uh, imperial guy Commander, com, Lieutenant Gorn or Commander Gorn. 
He bit it first? Yeah. Yeah, he got yeah. shot first. He got shot one of the earliest ones. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it, it, it happened really quick. Yeah. I like, I, I, like, I was like, wait. Yeah. Oh, wow. And then I just realized, I was like, oh, that was Gorn. Dang. Like, one, like a just... couple things that struck me. One was, like, their initial, like, hostage situation was quite, like, interesting. Like, they're holding, like, a kid at gunpoint and, like, threatening innocent lives, more or less. Like, you could argue innocent or not, but, like, it's a kid, right? Like, right. they've got this kid, like, with the gun, like, at his neck and, like, threatening violence on this. And it's, like, in that moment, like, who's really the bad guys and the good guys, right? And... And, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, we see Sinta come out later, but we just, we don't know what happened to those hostages. And, like, I wonder, I do wonder, like, if she offed them, if that was part of the plan. Or if she somehow just kept them tied up and <coughs> is going to blend in with the Aldani or something. Um, it'd be kind of cool if they showed her actually coming out, like, out of her, if she had changed back into Aldani garb and, like, was just going to blend in with, the her, with, like, the people to get that was her way out. But she was just mm-hmm. going to blend in and there wouldn't be an investigation or whatever. Um, but yeah, I wonder like what, what the fate of those people are. Like they're probably not going to think they're in on it or anything, but you, you know, they were saying like, you kind of got this clue with the conversation with the engineer and, and the commander guy that like they have plans for, they basically have these social engineering <coughs> situations, right? Where they're like getting the people into like the industrial town and then like eventually they'll be using them for labor, right? Mm-hmm. So they have like this like social control that they're imposing on people. So you're starting to see some of that. Um, not like the violence, like you were saying last time, Aaron, about like, we need to see the empire, like being brutally evil. Right. We're seeing like the more subtle, um, aspects of it that are just more like, they're just, they're controlling everything and they're like hurting you into it. And then like what Nemec was saying, like they're removing the vocabulary for you to even resist them. Right. So like all those streams kind of go together. Um, yeah, and like so, Andor has Nemec's uh, manifesto, which like I think we're seeing Andor take an arc, right? Take a journey to, because the guy called him out earlier, like you know, and I think it was Nemec in that conversation at the beginning, like like since you don't believe in anything or you're not like a believer in the cause, you slept like a baby, but like I my faith in the cause kept me up all night, right? So I think Andor might now be. He might have seen himself in um, the other guy in Skeen, right? That part of, that might have been part of why he chose, like, whether Skeen was bluffing or not or trying to test him. Like, Andor might have seen a lot, like, his dark path in Skeen and go, like, I don't want to be like that guy. Um, I'm going to choose to believe or, like, go down a different path instead of me against the world, right? Because I'm sure Skeen, like, pegged him for a lot of things. Like, I knew that you were somebody who was born in the gutter and clawed your way up a whole life. It's probably true of him, right? Um... But like this, like rebel without a cause idea is kind of interesting. That there's all these kinds of rebels out there, and like his way of rebel, him against the world or him against everyone else, it doesn't really build anything. It doesn't do anything, right? But then yeah, he just like offs him. He has like a habit of just offing people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I feel like that wasn't. I feel like Andor didn't. That was an impulsive decision. That he might have been like, oh crap! Just like with in the first episode, when he off the officer, the, the police officer, like he might have been like, shoot! Now he has to like improvise because like he's like, well, how am I gonna explain? <laughs> like this happened, he's dead, and is Val gonna like believe me, right? That I like. If he doesn't he... shoot him, then what does he do? Say no and pretend nothing happened. Like yeah, like mm-hmm. I'm, no thanks, I'm good. Like I yeah. 
But yeah, we don't know if like was was Skeen like psych, you know, like I was just testing you to see if we could trust you. I don't get the sense that he was. I think especially when he's like, I don't have a brother. I feel like he was yeah he actually was being honest. Out. Like he was so truly in it for himself. But like I don't then know why he would. I guess he just wanted revenge, and like, did he feel like he got his revenge, and that's all he wanted? But like, and he wanted the money. Like his revenge was, I'm gonna steal from the empire and and be rich. We don't even we don't even know now. It's like if he didn't have a brother. Yeah, that's not even a real like, revenge plot. Maybe he's the, just truly the a mercenary. Only real motivation yeah. he had was to was to heist, like heist the heist. Like he was gonna right. steal the loot once they got it. Right. Which I wonder how he got into this cell in the first place. Right. Well, right? he's he lied. I guess yeah. Like so, like, that's what I'm saying. Like Andor sees like he saw in scheme like his dark end. Like this is Andor's like this is me in five or ten years if I don't get on a different path. Right. Probably. That's what I took from it. But um, yeah, I think this is like perfection. It's like visually even better than some scenes in Last Jedi, which is the best looking of the sequel films. I think like some of those striking scenes. This is just, especially for TV, for like streaming, this is like another level. Um, like the escape out of the, in the ship mm-hmm. and all that, just like, compare that to like, you know, Kenobi escaping the fortress, Inquisitorious, right? Like just, it looks so dumb compared to, like this is just so good. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't even like. <laughs> well, if, taking into consideration, Andor was in production way longer than uh, Book of Boba Fett or Kenobi. So is it just um, a rushed thing? Like it's. I I, th- I think Book of Boba Fett and Kenobi were definitely rushed production wise, hmm. um, trying to make up for uh, like the pandemic uh, time period. Hmm. But um, but overall, but overall, I think Andor just um, like ha- and plus I think the pandemic helped Andor in a way because then it kind of helped them like with the visual stuff and it gave them way more time and it definitely shows because i definitely was like dang i don't think i don't think we had this much of a good looking star wars since uh last jedi and rogue one um and and maybe some scenes in rise of skywalker but um but yeah i yeah definitely visually blown away um, and, and plus, like one of my one of my favorite things in Star Wars is looking uh, at like new uh, spectacles uh, in a way. Uh, with the prequels, it was definitely locations. Um, with the sequels, um, it was um, more of what they could do with space. And uh, now, now they're actually doing uh, like getting into like what what can be done naturally like with uh planets you know like yeah. uh, like how we have the uh northern lights mm-hmm. or uh, get, like this is like northern lights like 3000 yeah that, <laughs> so, yeah that's like aurora borealis but like oh, yeah, on, on steroids i'd love to see that what about you david you missed you missed a little bit there at the yeah, end. yeah a little bit uh honestly I'm, I'm hung up with how well executed they did it for the the heist um, and the TIE Fighters <laughs> I'm glad they put that in because we've never really there's only like glimpses of the inside of a TIE Fighter canopy and we know, don't actually get to see them launch from mm-hmm. the ships though there's there's photos, pictures and all of this of them but being able to see them like actually do like the pre-flight checklist or turn on turn the dials, flipping on the targeting computer in which we've only like seen other than 
glimpses of like Vader doing it in a new hole going yeah. down through the trench. And same sound effects of right. the targeting computer. The only other time like there's that much detail in a TIE fighter is in the um the squadrons. Yeah, the game, the game yep. trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um yeah, it was just cool to see that. Uh see how like how well they planned out that heist, even though it kind of fell apart. Um yeah, it was a great episode. Because the radio guy caught, he like was able to break through the interference a little bit to pick up their chatter back and forth. Yeah. And like, kind of was like, this is weird, and brought some guys in. Like that, if he hadn't figured that out, then they would have, they would have not been interrupted, right? And had the shootout. They would have had more time, right? I don't think they were trying to steal like every single one of those things because I don't think all of them could fit in that frame. Right. No. But they probably, I don't know, like they got 80 million credits, which is pretty good. <laughs> like that's a, that'll buy a few X-Wings and Y-Wings, right? right. Like that's probably what it, like, because like they had set that up earlier where it's like, Luthen was like, or, or Mon Mothma was like, it's hard to move money around. Like they are having money issues. So if they have like hard cash that's not traceable or whatever, which I assume this is like just having gold coins that you can't really trace wherever. Mm-hmm. Um, they have they've solved that problem, right? They have a secret stash of money that isn't traced or on any records other than, like, obviously the Empire knows that it's been stolen, but but my theory about, like, the payroll, whatever, um, it wasn't... Because payroll can mean, like, literally the money that's going to be paid to everyone, but it can also mean, like, who's getting paid. Yeah. Because I thought it was more, like, the intel side as, like, a secondary or even the primary target is, like, the intel. Um, and, like, the actual money is a nice bonus, but, like, the real valuable thing is all this intel about who's getting paid who's on payroll who's the spy who's like because you can learn a lot forensically from learning like oh for sure right it's like i thought that was the target but like literally it's a bank heist like literally they're after the gold (laughs) which is what they need to i love how they did like i i love everything imperial so like the bases star destroyers tie fighters they did a really good job dressing up the set to like yeah had like the star the uh death star like lights on the walls and like and, and I soldiers agree with you. outfits look really cool. They haven't had stormtroopers. They've had just like yeah troopers, just troopers. And and they were adept enough. Like it wasn't. I mean, they were yeah. Like it was cool seeing. And like they are forcing you to like see the humanity of these people. Yeah. Like, right. Which is interesting. Like yeah. if it was just a bunch of stormtroopers, you'd be like, <laughs> I love I love their armor armor too. It's yeah. Just, there's just something cool about stormtroopers, death troopers, imperial officers. Their armor and their suits just look so crisp. Yeah, they do. They're dripping, as the kids say. Then you throw in Vader, and you're just like, <laughs> that's that's definitely a new one for me. <laughs> yeah. Dripping? It's not a bad thing, apparently. It means that you've got good drip. Like, drip is like your outfit. And if you're dripping, it means you're stylish. <laughs> <laughs> right, Eric? Okay. You're hip-hop oh, yeah, kids. I remember being, yeah. Well, that's a different conversation. But, yeah, that's, that's definitely a thing. Okay. <laughs> I did like a Tunis episode where... It was easy for them to sneak into it, kind of like mm-hmm. other rebels or whatever. Rebels goes overboard and it's just stupid simple. Yeah, they walk right. in practically. Right, literally. Um, they walk around freely. But like yeah. they got they got into the bases, but the Imperials weren't stupid. Yeah, which was which was good to see. You had yeah, a little bit of back. I like and the forth. cat and mouse. Like they literally do have to sneak and like they have the element of surprise. They have limited time. They got. The hostages, like that's keeping the commander under control for now, right? Yeah, he had a heart attack. I love how, like, like literally, like it's such a good like setup. Like he's this arrogant, fat guy, right? And he's like, he's the self-imposed lord of these people, and he can't even do like ten minutes of work, and before dying, like that's so poetic. 
you know. I thought that was good. Do you think, do you think they? Do you think they got the idea for that scene where he's can't put I, his belt I on from Game of Thrones? Yeah, bring the chest for the expander. Yeah, I, I, I just couldn't help. It has to be that. Is that so? I mean, yeah, because Bobby B is like, is a actual. He's like part of pop culture. Like every Robert Baratheon clip is just like embedded in our psyche at this point. Like he's just so funny. It's <laughs> such like a force of nature. Fuck ah, ah, Gods we were young once. <laughs> oh god. But um yeah. Uh Aaron's thoughts. I I think that this was a perfect example of <clears throat> paying off two episodes of character development mm-hmm. you know it makes the heist I mean like because you then then go to almost an entire episode that is more or less action I mean there's some build up and tension mm-hmm. <clears throat> at the beginning but it ends up being <clears throat> almost entirely an action sequence mm-hmm. um, which for me was so much more powerful because like you you've been spending like you know mm-hmm. two over two hours mm-hmm. with these people <clears throat> um they've had some you know so, so it's it it makes it all of that more effective <clears throat> when you add just the way it's shot the, the the audio the everything then it's like it's incredible like it was perfect it mm-hmm. was they built the tension it was really well yes i mean like even even within this episode just the whole you know that last little bit of conversation. <clears throat> Excuse me. Them, you know, the whole approach. You know, everything was just. It was cinematic. It was like it was high quality, like movie major. You know, like it was like perfect. Mm-hmm. And it was a. It paid off the character development. Um. Like whenever I watch something, I'm, I'm always like wanting to. I, I want I'm waiting to see like how I feel at the end do I feel like I just went through that with them and that's how I felt and that's yeah. what mm-hmm. the, like, like when you get to the end you're like oh. like you almost feel like you were like there <clears throat> like like Luthen's like relief of laughter like all he knows is like that there's that the raid was successful he didn't read in the news like you know how? attempted heist squashed immediately right uh, like he's like <laughs> like, I, like we did it like like my, when I said before like uh, or when you know he's like it's either it's either going to be over tomorrow or it's just going to start he's like oh we're on the bright it's just starting path because like other systems and other groups are going to be like oh like hey we can do something too like they did it we mm-hmm. can do it like it's going to spark all this stuff all over the place I think that they can be hit they are vulnerable <clears throat> you know I think that the whole just the entire I mean like in, in, in some ways it was there was you could you could say also that there was really nothing original about the heist like it's we've seen that before like yeah it's pretty standard heist material but it was done so well like like i said the character development the tension the music like you felt you felt like cuz then when like when they were going in when they first started pulling their guns like there's something very surreal about that and like i don't know i just Maybe it's just I'm still adjusting to like seeing this kind of thing done so well in a Star Wars setting because it's so yeah. different. Well, like, you can tell these guys did the Bourne movies or whatever because like that's how you see like Jason Bourne like pull off like whatever he comes the plane he comes up with in his head and he pulls it off and he like he just 
does what he does and you're like watching it unfold it's the same like template for this where it's like you're seeing like pros like pro operators operating right I also thought it was I love I love the way that they everything about how they're port, they're they're kind of portraying the Imperials like like you have like the <clears throat> stereotypical boss right and I, I thought that was really interesting how they showed they took the time to show like his family like that he had yeah. a kid and mm-hmm. a wife and that and that they were like almost seemed like they were like prisoners of his like they that they were not really like imperial minded people right it's just she was wasn't Aunt Lydia I remember. <laughs> she was she was she was just she was like she was basically like you could tell like that the, the dynamic was that she's just stuck in this marriage yeah. and raising her. It's kid. like an army wife and an army brat kid. Or whatever. She doesn't. Like, she just doesn't having to get taken all over the world. He's a terrible husband, and she doesn't. Yeah. Care about the empire. Mm-hmm. Um, I like love. A, the, are they like a strategic marriage where like her her family is like connected and like it's all like marriages are just to advance your standing in society and whatever like. But like, when was the last time you ever saw an imperial officer anywhere other than like on a ship or yeah. on a bridge or like? Mm-hmm. Like you never saw, like see any of that, quarters, yeah. or or hearing them have. Uh, I mean, like like imperial officers, their dialogue is never more than like maybe mm-hmm. four words at a time. Like yes, my lord, or Good. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like <laughs> it's just like little little sound bites. Like like we got these extended, you know, like and like how they they're like like the, the 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 people in the in the positions of authority and responsibility. And like they have like that imperial arrogance yep. that that they look down on, mm-hmm. like the, all the time they spent to build up like that whole idea that they just like mm-hmm. look at these natives as just like yep. you know these you know disgusting vermin, you know which is like you said, Sean. Like it's not it's not showing the empire like at its worst, right? But they are very unlikable, right? But then at the same time, I love that scene. Um, where the all the natives and all the imperials were all just standing together, just staring up into the sky. Yeah, yeah, united. Like, yeah, like, in, like in they, they were just of, they, yeah. they were like, and that there's and like a lot of the people, a lot of the imperials, right? Like the way that they're showing them is that they're just they're just people no, enlisted. Like, they in, just wanted in to see army. it. Like they're not. They're not. Yeah. They're not all like, you know, like I think there was one scene I think last week, and I did. It was such a quick thing. But I'm pretty sure the guy was smoking a cigarette. He was standing yeah, on the railing yeah, and he, he was smoking the a death down stick. And he was like, "Sir, it was a death stick," and he like, <laughs> oh, yeah. he's like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, the radio guy." Like, I feel like there were parts of this episode and last week where it literally like was could easily be mistaken for a World War Two. Yeah, yeah, those guys look like Nazi like, uniforms, like from from yeah, uh, like Indiana Jones. Like the way that everybody's yeah. acting, but I just I like that they they. They humanized the empire in both its bad aspects and it's maybe not so bad mm-hmm. like that like in any scenario like that right like when you have like something like the empire or like say nazi germany for lack of a better you know like it's not like every person who put on a nazi uniform was like you know a clone of hitler's right you know like they weren't all volunteering to be concentration camp guards or whatever right like and yeah. then they're you know and i think that that was that was all very well done. I thought the heist was super well done. <clears throat> Something about the way that they shot so much of that on location just really works really well. Um, I loved how like how like 
that the native leader and like, like yeah he definitely spoke basic and was like, pretending not to because <laughs> he's, he's like, like that's not but, what and I he said. was and he was basically like <laughs> yeah screw this looking at him the whole time going <laughs> the whole time he's just basically like like he's he's really yeah well he did he like threw their the yeah gift he, belt like, in he the never at any time really like like cowers yeah. to him or mm-hmm. um he's kind of like gandhi or what did he say was the first thing he said is may the eye like find something, something good, good in you, in you. like he's just like, yeah. he, like um which i thought for a second i was like is he in on it or is like does he see something in in our lieutenant guy that i mean because he's been there this is like the third time he's seen the eye it's like this guy's been mm-hmm. around the longest like maybe he's like out of all all of all you wretches like you're the least bad one so that i've seen like you've you haven't shown me anything that is evil, right? Like, and, and then obviously he knows, like, well, like when he says, like, maybe there's some good in you, he's like, oh, funny you should say that. Like, I know, I know the plan. Like, there's a plan we're going tonight to, although I don't know what the consequences are now. Like, I was worried that, like, they're going to, like, blow up the dam works. or something and, like, flood everyone or, like, I was worried about those people. Well, out I, there, I you think, know? I think, I like, I liked how they, um, like for the most part, the plan went off without a hitch, but like there was definitely parts where it was like, it showed how messy it was. Yeah. Right? Like you're just, and at the when they finally get to the point where they're actually in the vault getting the money out, it's <laughs> like, chaos. Yeah. It's a total like yeah. It's like it's like the ATM like, broke and spoon cashier yeah, and everyone's like yeah. ah, get the money. It's it's yeah, and that was all just really well done. The escape was really well done. I loved the. I loved the, um, at first I wasn't sure what was going on when they showed Mon Mothma, but basically like, like, <laughs> it's like when people you, were, yeah. people were finding out about the heist that yeah. she was given the It's speech. like if you turn on C-SPAN and you see like 10 people in there and they're like going over some stupid bill or some, like someone's just droning on or whatever. Like that's what was going on. That Senate is not like we remember it in the prequel era when it's like full, mm-hmm. it's like a dead organ at this point it's like it's it's not but the people who were there and then they were all getting distracted by the getting news distra- getting I love that yeah. I love that and like, finally she's like brings up her bulky iPad like what is it oh <laughs> like like, and I'm, yeah. I'm not sure that she forget that that was the day but um, but I loved how they showed that like how they showed mm-hmm. again like I don't know if we've ever seen anything like that in Star Wars just that like very real like it was very realistic the way mm-hmm. it the way it became known in, in the in the in it would have been sweet to have just a sweet a brief little cut of of our guy like eating his cereal and then like he's like looking and like the news jumps in with breaking news like and you see like you see like Aldani like a picture of the dam that says like stock file or stock photo like if you could like see that he's learning about it too by watching the hollow vid or whatever like that'd be an even better like where he just kind of is like huh like either he just doesn't notice it it's just kind of on in the background back at his house or he's like um I guess he would have no way of knowing that there's a connection in any way with and or but like I do think they're gonna I think ISB lady and him are gonna connect still well I think, I think that, I think but that, that would have been cool to see like his him seeing what happened as just a regular guy um, I think that the that was probably the most interesting like the way that like he they just like they're like okay nobody's going home yeah like there's this DEF CON one this or is, yeah, yeah like but there's this is like we're not like and I just think it's a really like it's like okay like it lines up with what Luthen said where he's like you know this is either gonna, where it's gonna end or where it's gonna begin yeah like, poke it, him in the eye yeah. this is like, now that they've now been it's poked like, game on <laughs> yeah like it's yeah. like game on yep you know like, the security Dark, bureau is gonna be on like we're gonna refresh alert. all of our protocols like 
t- like yeah at midnight they're ready to present like how your system is gonna like crack down basically that's just like oh like so now like they might march on when i see it in ferrex like what happens when the empire is like all right no more prime war like now it's the empire and we're cracking down like playtime is over <laughs> like, and i think <laughs> they, they could even really explore like you know like the questioning of like because like there is the idea that like these this like you can hear people making the argument like well you know doesn't this make it worse like what you're doing mm-hmm. is making That's the empire right. worse mm-hmm. like because now they're going to be pissed yeah now they gotta worry about how they can find every little scrap of the rebellion i mean i just i just thought that this was this was the this was the payoff that for me everything about how this was set up over the last even all four previous episodes was very well done and i think the evidence of that is in for me how i felt at the end like i feel like i went through the heist Mm -hmm. and i feel the relief that they felt and i feel the loss that they felt and it was very well done, very well shot, very well just executed on every level. Um, and it's like, and now it's like, like I just like, it's like now, like, I mean, like Val is just left at this, I don't know where they even were. They just knew about a doctor, right? A is doctor that, somewhere. Who knew about the doctor? Scheme or? I, all or I know is. Out of five episodes, like that doctor, what the f- what the hell was that? <laughs> no, you weren't a fan of that. That was terrible. Oh, that was really? the four arms. Like what? The, what was that? It's an alien with four arms. <laughs> it looked. Did, it looked did, like. Did, it looked did like you guys like hear Jake's comment on that though? Yes. It. Oh. What did he say? <laughs> Stir Whipster. It was, I mean, was it, it supposed yeah, to be like a Dexter Jexter like kind of no. alien? It literally looked like the guy was wearing a shirt, and there yeah. was a guy behind him. Oh, like, yeah, going it was practical effects, of right. course. But it's like... terrible. I thought it was terrible. Right? Yeah, he, he insinuated that it's that just, that was the same species. It, it as took the me out of that scene. Special cook. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Had to bring that in. First, I, mean, I saw his face, and I was thinking of Maz Kanata. Right. Or then Babu I'm seeing Frick. his arms, <laughs> and like it just it just didn't. That I mean, it makes just... sense that like a species like that would be a good surgeon, but. Mm. Uh, or something like candy like that <laughs> it, it just I mean, it, it, it is it's shocking because it's the first real alien other than the big guy that we saw like he, we should have more aliens but this is like but, he was like human kind of like he was very human looking right like his hair looked very like earthbound old man hair with it just didn't I <laughs> just like I just that's the only time where I was scratching my head like Someone that that visually fit with the rest of what we've been watching. Yeah, and that's sure that, that, that is that is something that's, <laughs> that's something that I was kind of going like, oh, okay, I'm, like once it I saw the track fighters in, and it then that, I mean, at least okay, make them a Duros or like or a Greedo species or like something that a we Rodians. know, like one of the familiar between Duros, Rodian, and Twilight. Those are like the main three aliens that were the most recognizable Star Wars aliens. Like those should be your go-to's, right? They're then like they make up these ones for the sequels, and they make up like they make up aliens. That's I couldn't take that scene seriously. Mm. Like it, it, I feel like it ruined the the guy's death mm. for me. Sue him for malpractice. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really like I'm really like curious what's gonna like Cassie like Cassian's like on his way out. 
on his way out. I thought because I thought that they were setting up the fact that he had the crystal and that and that um, Luthen was like I wasn't careful with with Andor. Like there's a tie that ties back to me. I thought I was like, oh man, that's like, is that like Chekhov's trinket, right? Where it's like if they get captured or something, like the the stakes are increased because now like there's a connection back to Luthen, right? I think Vel is his daughter or something. I think there's something that kind of relationship there, yeah. right? That would that would track. But like, yeah. So I guess I don't know what's gonna bring him back into the fold other than the manifesto is gonna like have him like find Luthen and be like I'm back in. Or I don't know. Like is he gonna? Yeah, get, that's interesting. Is he gonna get like? converted from the manifesto right because now he's in possession of it and we'll read it and that might set him on a path hopefully that happens on screen and not like off screen like hopefully there's not like a time jump there might be a time jump and um, he's just for this one all of a sudden he's like true believer now he's yeah, all of a sudden a believer from the manifesto yeah and they're because so. they have talked about like this takes place over like a year this first season so like they may they might be doing a big time jump now mm-hmm. or, or soon right well did you did you guys hear about the? Uh, I, I know this is kind of going a little bit off track, um, but they might not have it have the story go through like a five season thing, but like just two seasons. Oh now. yeah, I thought they said that was for sure only yeah, two seasons. That's already. Established. It's like it's like twenty four episodes. Yeah. Of twenty four hours ish, which is sweet. Like twenty hours of like twenty hours of content is more than all three trilogies put together, right? Like that's a sweet. That's a ton yeah. of Star Wars story to tell. You know what I mean? I think that this this, I I think my reference point for a lot of this was was Solo, mm-hmm. and how because in a movie you just yeah you have to move so fast yeah they kind of had two or three heists in that movie you, <laughs> you have about to move it. so fast that <laughs> yeah. like and like the the deaths of the characters in Solo during that heist the first one on the, yeah the, just. Did, it was like yeah, been spent any time with these people, and that and uh, th- which 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 raises the question of like it's like it's amazing when someone can do that much storytelling in two and a half hours and so really even Ryan is a good it. example. Everyone dies basically in that movie, and you really feel each one because you've gotten to know those guys over two and a half hours. Right, but and it, but that's but that is a very like to me to me this is it takes a lot of courage in this day and age, especially in on a Disney format to like. So you know what? No, we're we're gonna slow way down mm-hmm. and tell a story. Like I think I I stick by my what I said last week. Like like n- not that I have any. I'm not complaining about Star Wars, but it is like comic book versus novel. Like yeah, this is like the novel. Like mm-hmm. it's like it's slower. It's dialogue. It's paced to develop character, and that is quality storytelling this feels like the first tv series we've had we've had we've had tv shows for star wars like and mandalorian it fits the format of like the western serialized western kind of feel especially season one is more of that like episode of the week Mm -hmm. adventure of the week like a nice little video game quest of the week thing and he's like continually upgrading his stats and his armor and stuff like that works for that format for sure but like that's more of like a saturday morning cartoon show kind of show and this is like a, a like a true TV series that you watch for a long time, right? Like Sopranos and like all of like the prestige stuff from HBO. See, to me, it that's, that's more, what I want. I yeah. want, like, as much as I do enjoy The Mandalorian, like, my biggest gripe with The Mandalorian is just, this is my take on it. It's just, <laughs> hello. Um, 
is like the filler episodes. It's like yeah. the episodes that just like they feel like the the Clone Wars and Rebels. Like in Clone Wars and Rebels, it works, but like like when I'm watching a live action show, I don't want fillers. I explain it. Like it, <laughs> take me through a story. Yeah, which is what Kenobi did. Yeah, and it's what this is doing. Mm-hmm. Mandalorian does that, but then like it'll randomly go. Boba Fett out. tried to tell like a four episode story, four or four or five, and then they had like these detour episodes, right? That was, that was like two shows in one. That was just scratching. Yeah, that was a huge But think about like the stakes. Like how well they built the stakes for this compared to like the Battle of uh, Mos Espa, right? Where it's like you had no like context and no, there was no like felt stakes of that. Like who are the Pikes? Why should we care? Why are they bad? Right? Like, I don't know, just like poorly done. Right. Like C minus level execution of... A plot but development, right? To me, yeah. my my, like, my rebuttal to that would be, but fun as hell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, I, yes, I will say that. Like a, yeah, com- it's a comic book. Yeah, it's not, you know, you're supposed like, to be like, yeah, this is kind of silly, but right. fun and yeah, yeah. Like, He's riding a rain car. That's this is fun. Yeah, but I want <laughs> to see, when, like I, I, I've always when Disney Plus took over, when Disney yeah. took over, and they said we're going to do TV shows. This is what I was. Yeah, I agree. This is what mm. I was looking for, and I was hoping the Mandalorian was going to be like this. Yeah, the it has times like they're like close, this. but like yeah, nothing, nothing quite to this level. But no. it has its moments. Potential to be, and they could. Yeah, it could be. They could. Maybe this third season they can slow down a little bit and like tell a more tight story about like the Mandalorian feud or whatever, with like Bo-Katan being. I guess the antagonist and then maybe the ally later or like I'm not sure that's how that's gonna flip right mm. well, the other thing too that's cool about this is that every every other depiction of Imperials are either like the cartoonish evil villain type like they're completely one dimensional or they're like on a rebel redemption arc like oh we show, show us Callus. Callus is gonna become a rebel right <laughs> or it's like oh it's Grand Moff Tarkin right there's no in between or Krennic right. and like this is showing a more nuanced spectrum of people in the empire mm-hmm. and it's okay that like i'm fine with not everyone needs to have a redemption rebel arc right that, that's why it's kind of frustrating with kenobi where it's like just let reva be a good villain like she doesn't need to be on this like redemption arc like so uh, did you give your yeah just you... have justin do his piece for sure yeah i i kind of i kind of did a little bit of it already but um but yeah Got loved loved the episode. Um, uh, I'm still I'm I'm still kind of on this fence of it not being my favorite Star Wars show, and I think that's just kind of like um, I'm kind of more of the person that likes the fun fun in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, yeah, if if somebody asked, if, did I have fun watching this? Well, this episode, yes, mm-hmm. a majority of it. Not really, um, and that and that's okay. Uh, I def I I'm actually kind of surprised it took this long to get to that point. Yeah, but it's like six hours. <laughs> yeah, um, more or less. But um, over overall, um, I very I very much like that it's taking uh, new new. Uh, New looks into Star Wars uh, aspects that we haven't really s- explored on before. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and, and I think uh, listening to you guys talk about it does help uh, the viewing process very much so. Oh, that's good. Uh, so, so, it, so it is enhancing it. So thank, yeah. thank you guys for, uh, <laughs> for that. Um, uh, and like how you said it was kind of like, uh, like most of the time we just view Star Wars like via comic book uh, format. Yeah. Whereas like Andor's more of the novel. And, and uh, yeah. And, and how like, I think, I think it was you that said like, this is like, more of the adult show and it's uh yeah like star wars and i I understand but yeah i can sympathize with like the fun like it isn't fun in a traditional thrill ride way like this show is right it's not fun but that's i'm okay with that for the show like it's like a new way to experience star wars it's like not with the fun kind of sort of cheeky sort of cheesy piece like like the sequel trilogy took itself too seriously at some points, especially Last Jedi. But, like, Force Awakens and Rise of Skywalker kind of recovered that, like, fun ride. Like, hey, just let mm-hmm. it go. Like, like guys, don't take it too seriously. Like, just enjoy it, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, Last Jedi was like, take it seriously, right? It's like, it just didn't, I don't know, it didn't really work. But, like, it works here. But, like, because, like, part of my enjoyment gets sapped when I, like, if I, <laughs> like, if Book of Bofet is, like, Alex, is Robert Arriga's, like, I'm just, I'm just playing with my Star Wars toys, like, with a bigger budget, then I should take it for what it is, right? It's like mm-hmm. a guy playing with Star Wars toys, like like he's ten years old, um, and shouldn't be like, oh, this is so tactically stupid and so like this and that. Like, like if I'm putting a layer or a lens onto it, then I shouldn't be. Then that takes my joy out of it. When I should just like, yeah, don't overthink it. Just enjoy it. Have fun. Like, who cares if he did a stupid three sixty no scope and then shoots? Like, who cares? Like, it just well, looks I mean, cool. There's, whatever. There's, like, there's, <laughs> it doesn't make doesn't need to make sense. Like, it's fine. To me, like, you know? this. To me, you can very well make the argument this just isn't Star Wars. Even this is really not right, Star Wars. Yeah, that, it's I'm, it's something. It's like a story with Star Wars skin on it. That's why I've heard it. It's like a really well done story with Star Wars skin on it. Yeah, and and and, and to be clear, out. like it is Star Wars, just but, not like we've ever seen it. Right, and it's and because I've always I have always believed and I still believe and feel that Star Wars like quote unquote Star Wars is its own genre it's its own <laughs> yeah. thing and like so it's not sci-fi it's there's not a fantasy. good way and a bad way to do Star Wars and then there's this which is doing something completely different right and doing it well yes. but something different and, yeah. it, and it still like feels like st- it's still Star Wars like I still I feel like I'm getting Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm, it enhances my <clears throat> my overall sense of like my understanding of and my uh, uh, fills in a, a bigger picture sense of like who the empire was, who the yeah. rebellion was. Like you watch a New Hope, the rebellions just rebels mm-hmm. who rebel. It says the tyrannical it's, empire or whatever in the which fine. credits. You're like, okay, face totally value, fine. whatever. <laughs> totally fine. Works fine. Yep. love it. You can do that as many times as you want. Right. Like I don't, I don't, I never really complained about the way that the sequel trilogy felt like a reboot. <clears throat> it's kind of what I wanted, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so like Force Awakens kind of works because it's like First it's Order. Well, it's not different than the Empire. Who cares? It's like, a, just a different version of the same thing. <laughs> I, I don't. I, the part of me that's a Star Wars fan is a fan of is what made Star Wars Star Wars was that it didn't take itself too seriously. It was lighthearted it was but it was fun but it was also it was serious in its own mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. um empire strikes back is a very serious movie um but 
it's still it's just it's different and and so i can i still i'm i'm with just i'm with you like they i still have to keep catching myself like like okay like you just can't filter this the same way as everything else like it's just it's different it's just different i I think this episode was the closest to star wars for me yeah because of the heist and how it was pulled off Mm -hmm. and how visual and how like the visual uh how it visually looked and how it um and like and yeah like how you guys said uh like that scene like at the end of the heist where you have to actually catch your breath i actually found myself like okay i can sit back now and yeah like okay i'm I'm not tense anymore right and 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 that's a great feeling that's like (laughs) so i finally got that um and but um yeah it just i don't know i I think it's kind of i'm 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 still very happy that we finally got to that point but it just for for me it just kind of took a while to get there um now on that point would this have been better if it had been dropped in four three episode drops like two weeks apart or even just over four weeks you have a whole season but you drop it three at a time Kind of like, um, did Stranger Things do that? Like some shows I've been experimenting I, with, those, I, like micro drops. Yeah, I think I think like two like six episode chunks. Yeah, because like I think that Maybe. that might have played better if you like can watch it in one viewing. If you can, you can mini binge, right? You can like mini binge the arc, and it's one cohesive story and it flows better. Mm-hmm. And like you could even maybe if you could even watch it like you could watch it episode by episode, but there could be an option in in it where it's like watch arc one and it's like one ninety minute uninterrupted thing where they don't do like you don't have to like watch the credits watch the recap watch like it just like flows full flows and like one 90 minute product yeah I I, I think I think it would um, I remember I going through help. Stranger Things um, like I liked how they did that with the um, uh, last season like where right that's what I was thinking part. of like aware that they like dropped it yeah. in pieces or whatever yeah it, not one episode at a time and not all at once either. and I and I definitely and then yeah for like the first when they did the first three episodes of Andor um I think a lot of us agreed that it, it wouldn't have worked it was, as much if yeah it, it's been spread out yeah and I, and I think we're kind of just feeling the effect of if that was the if that wasn't the case mm-hmm. and uh yeah it's uh, def- definitely that so it's gonna be ag- like the next three are the three episode of the next arc is gonna be quite agonizing because that's like we had three going into episode four and then we only had to wait a week for five and then one more week for six right so we're like four weeks in right at this point or just under th- there are three weeks in it came out on mm-hmm. nine when did it come out nine twenty two september one twenty one twenty one yeah yeah so we're a month in um and it's gonna take till like mid november early it what is it gonna be like just after Halloween, right? Yeah. Like November second is going to be the conclusion a little, of, the, little of after the next life arc. Day. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it's we got three. In a week, we'll have the first setup, and then two weeks from now, we'll have the second episode, and three weeks from now, we'll have the next payoff episode. If they're doing the same structure, which I think they will. Um, I think. I think with the with it's going to be hard to like wait like ah with the way, but I think that going all the way back to you know my experience. <laughs> for most of my life with television was that you know it used to be like <laughs> there was a show 
and it was on every Thursday night at eight. If you missed it, too bad. And if you missed it, <laughs> you missed it. <laughs> yeah. You could get the reruns during the summer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, unless you missed that too. <laughs> and you, but if you missed it, you missed it. And then you got streaming, which most streaming services are still releasing episodes a week at a time. But the difference is, <clears throat> if you miss it, you just can watch it yep. anytime you want after it's released. I think that a lot of what we're dealing with 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 Andor and any like it's like we have become so conditioned like it's just it's like like really like <laughs> we're spoiled by the binge one episode a week yeah oh like it's like really like I mean first of all you can if you if you really you know, watch the same watch the episode every day if you want like if you right. you know like I mean, it's a compliment to the show. Like, we want more. We want more. Like, we can't yeah. wait. We're like on the edge of our seat, you know. But like, but like, let's be clear. Like, like whenever <laughs> I like, I picked up Game of Thrones like and didn't really watch any of it until like the fifth or sixth season. Then, so then I had to binge through to get caught up, right? And yeah. like, as satisfying as that is, mm-hmm. it my the metaphor I would use is that binging is like going to Golden Corral. Yeah, it's like you. Yeah, you don't know when to. It stop. Sounds like a good idea. Right. You're maybe enjoying it at the beginning of it, and then you're like slogging through it, then and you're then like, you like get indigestion. One at the more end. episode, yeah. And then one you get depressed. To the dessert bar. You get depressed because it's, like, it's over, and you're like, well, I just in three days watched an entire season or two of something, and like, that, what, what do I do now? <laughs> literally, and they're like, like here's what comes like, you. You, you, yeah. you. you can become like it's almost right. like a. It's like a book. Like I could like put it addiction. down. Like, like when people read a book in like one you, sitting. You can't think of anything else you want to do except right. watch the next episode, and it's available. So like, right. you you don't have to wait. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's something valuable about <laughs> saying watch one episode, <laughs> digest it, you know, yeah. sleep on it, and then we'll fine. Get then back release to it you. once a day like, for a month. <laughs> that would be fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? Or like yeah, every three days do a release. Wouldn't that be crazy? Like if you do like like in a week, you get your three episode arc. I, I think a week. we just. I think it's just literally like I really do literally believe that it's like one of the reasons why this is an issue is because it's just our brains have been hijacked. <laughs> yeah, we don't sure. know how to wait for anything, <laughs> and it's just ridiculous. Well, I saw a take too. Somebody was saying that like this Andor show is like it's like the anti YouTube show. Like it is hell for. YouTube YouTubers, creators, yeah. they like cannot recap it. Like it doesn't play by the Easter rules. eggs, none. Yeah, so like <laughs> they're like they're like it's like they're trolling the the YouTube commentary class with the show of like like Tony Gilroy is just sitting up there like I'll show you punks like you kids who like want to break everything down and like you miss this or we're gonna go next. Like it just it's embarrassing. Like if you watch like if you go back to any show and you like watch like the the theories and speculation videos that come out between episodes and you like. It's like, you know, it's like if you're testing a prophet, whether he's a false prophet or not. It's like if you line up like all of the things people predicted or thought would happen. And I know it's all for fun, but it's like 99 out of 100 times, like you were completely off. right? Which is why I don't. So it's like, what's even the value if it's like. I like people who can point things down for me. Yeah. I don't need a ton of speculation. Actually, I don't think we've done speculation for Andor on our show even. I don't get much. I don't get much out of it. Like it's Um, if I'm. Because, like, I found that, like, 
the theories I can come up with, I enjoy better than what I usually get. <laughs> so like, bad it sets match. myself up for bad. Yeah, it sets yeah. myself up for disappointment because I'm like, well, I could have done better than that. Not that I'm like arrogant, but it's like I don't know. With like Kenobi, like when I saw each like plot unfolding, and I was like, well, here's where they could go with it. And then it's like they didn't do that. They did something like whatever they chose to do was worse than like my just off the cuff idea. Like that. Like same with like Rings of Power. Where it's like I'm like baffled at these writing decisions they make, and I'm like anybody like who is writing this thing right like anybody can do better than this like like a, you could ask a 12th grade ap lit student who's read tolkien to write about a script <laughs> for this right team up with the kid in the av club and you could make a better script right so it's like i don't want to be like that fan who's like actually but but it's like ah like that just frustrate well, myself when i come day. up with better theories and better like scenarios than what they give us and i'm like ah. so i'm just gonna let andor like come to me because i trust them to like deliver a good thing to me you know <laughs> I, I was i was i was i'm not sure where i saw this or where i read this but there there was someone was talking about how this person who used to be a film critic got to the point where they just come to the conclusion that that just wasn't a valid way to make a living like that's just like a silly way to make a living um and i think mm -hmm. that there's just this whole loud conversation going on all the time about every show <clears throat> and i think it is making it hard for people to just experience a show or a movie mm -hmm. have their own opinion and then decide if they want to continue to enjoy it or not. I think that there's just a lot of ways that even if you're just a spectator, it's just mm -hmm. like you have all these different opinions in your head all the time and all these different voices and all that. And it's like, yeah, well, you know, maybe we should just watch it. I mean, like, yeah. this is fine. You know, we sit and watch it together. We That's why, like, the thing I enjoy the most, of, of course, other than our, like, live takes like this, is, like, I just like watching, like, the reaction videos. Of, like, people watching it and reacting in real time to it mm. which may or may not be fake i don't know like if sometimes i doubt like they actually are actually watching it for the first time like when they push record right but maybe, maybe they are but like that's different than like and they might have a little bit of chatter at the beginning of like here's what i think might happen like in this episode i'm about to push play on right which is what you do if you're gonna like watch mm -hmm. watch socially and then they like react afterwards to like what they just saw but like in the middle like especially with house of the dragon this last episode those reactions are so great because there's so many great like <gasps> moments in that in that episode <laughs> that like i just like i want to see everyone's take at that certain moments right where it's like uh when i like went <gasps> like <laughs> i want to see what everyone else did right so it's like that kind of communal experience that's totally in a different category of enjoyment for me right. than like the like the next day or the day after that when everyone's like um let's like speculate about what's gonna happen in the next episode it's like you don't know you're just guessing and like, well, I also just, I also just don't know not, how important not, it is for me to hear someone's opinion who is essentially doing that for a living. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, like they have to get content out on a schedule, and it's like they're almost padding their ten minutes, and just like, it, like they might not, like, like passion many, might not be there. How many opinions that I actually need to know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, like. But you're right, like, the whole idea of, like, yeah, a film critic or an art critic or a opera critic or just a, a critic in general. It's, like, you just, you sit there. Everybody's you, a critic. You just get yeah. paid to do it. Right. Like, I, we were watching, we re-watching re Ted Lasso and the one, have you seen that? Um, uh, yeah. Seen Roy that Kent is, like, the, he's the 
player who retires and then he goes and like does commentary like he, he's like the announcer yeah, yeah. and he like they like ask him what he thinks like for the pregame he's like oh yeah. i don't know like you know like we just we, we <laughs> he just he's like we we sit there and we sit there and come up with things that we think they should do and then we get mad at them when they don't do it like he was like calling out the entire or commentary. worse we think they even care Right, like, yeah, so he just, like, he walks off the set, basically. Like, you hear it, professional yeah. athletes say this all the time. They're like, yeah. oh, that's the media. Right, but it's like, this is funny, like, if you watch a pregame show, they're like, oh, we gotta do this, we gotta do that, blah, blah, And it's like, and then they, like, yell at the mid-game and post-game, they, like, yell at all the players for, like, not doing the things that the commentators said they should do, and it's just like, why do, why do we even care what you have to say? <laughs> like, this is just weird, you know? Or then, and then, like, they spend all week in those, like, four quadrant, like, they're all just screaming at each other about sports, like, you know, like, um, you, like, watch sports and there's just a bunch of people yelling at each other about sports. You're like, who is this right. fun for? This and is really... The thing is, like, guess <laughs> how much any of the players care what right. any of those people in those boxes say. Right. Like... But then, like, in England, you get, like, people that, like, kill each other in riots over it, right? The fans, like, kill each other in riots. <laughs> anyway, we should wrap it up. That's episode six. Mm-hmm. The is that, Eye. Is that six? Yep. Okay. So we're halfway through Andor. Um, much more to come, I think, at this, at this kind of spiraling crescendo momentum we have like the next high point will be even higher and hopefully the highest point like, I am disappointed though the last the finale is the day before Thanksgiving and like I know I'll be out of town so it's like ah, it sucks that we can't like all watch it together because like I wish they would have timed that differently and made it not be the day before Thanksgiving like everyone's out that of bars that night like everyone's traveling like I don't know why mm-hmm. they thought like they should end the show on the day before Thanksgiving oh that's it's like not ideal maybe they'll change it like like they change for Kenobi, maybe they'll make it like Friday or the or earlier or something, or like a double episode the week before. I don't know, um, but that's unfortunate. I, I do think I do think that this is. Um, I do. I will say that I do hope that we are going to be now getting more of the other storylines because yeah. the last two episodes we barely got. Mm-hmm. Like, are we going to go back to Ferex with? With Bex or Bag Bex. Well, you got the ISB, yep. you got Luthen, you got Mon Mothma, they had you got Ferrix, of... you got the guy with his mom. Like, yeah, we had none of that. There's a episode. lot of storylines that they yeah. have to start taking some time yeah. to develop. So I hope that we get more of that. That's potentially where they could go next is they could have like the ISB angle more this next three episodes somehow. With like Andor being almost the B plot. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of speculation. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll wrap it up from there and uh Remember, the Force will be with you. Always. Always. Great shot, kid. That was one in a million.